Kia welcome to episode 13 of What's Your Jam? This is episode 13. You'd think it'd be unlucky, but no, the unlucky ones were the ones that I lost the other day. Derp, derp, derp. Uh, <laughs> my guest this morning, uh, today, is Tabitha Arthur, who's a director and a graphic designer and all kinds of things, and actually lives across the hallway from me. And despite many efforts, we have never worked together, though we would, we would very much like to, I believe. Uh, we had a really great chat um, about about directing and about life and about mindfulness and oh gosh like it just felt very cathartic that's probably not the right word but it felt really good to sort of talk about those things and and discuss uh what it means to be healthy while you are trying to create work and lead how do you how you need to look after yourself in order to be a leader um yeah that's probably all you need to know uh she's a great lady and uh this was our chat Maybe just whenever there's drill going, I'll just put like some nice background music. Oh yeah, it, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like, it just sort of like just put over. yeah, yeah, yeah. Put some like death metal behind it or something, <laughs> and you'll never be able to tell. You won't but, be able to tell. Yeah, it'll be perfect. It'll be great. Yeah, sweet. Let's cool. just go with it. It'll be mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, hi, Tim, Arthur. Thanks for coming on my show. How are you? Thanks, Jen O'Sullivan. I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm well. I'm very well. Just discovering that I'm having some technical difficulties, and we've got a drill going in the background, as you may be able to hear, listeners. I just, that's just, that's just part of it. This is a fringe show, all right? It's like neighbours think that they can just drill whatever they want during the day, whenever they want, without any consideration for fringe podcasts. I know, what were they thinking? Rude. You know what, I'm going to, I am going to totally put one of Robbie Ellis's sweet um, background loops on the background of this. Yeah. I've got, he gave me, he made me stings, and he made me theme music, and he made me loops. Oh. So I can, yeah, he's very talented. So, in fact, you'll never be able to tell there was any weird random background Hopefully. noise. So maybe we shouldn't tell anyone. It's okay. okay. We've told them it's there and now they can... We're being honest. It's Yeah, exactly. Okay. Be honest. I want people listening and going like, oh my God, did they not realise that there was that stupid noise in the background? Yes, we knew. Yes, we did. We, yeah, we did. This is yep. what's happening. We're doing this. It's live-ish. Yeah. <laughs> it's pre-recorded, but live when we recorded it. Yeah. So it's exactly. legit. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Tabitha. Hello. You, um, you have a number of jams. Um, the one that you are doing at the moment seems to be directing. Yes. Yeah, so what are you involved in at the moment? Uh, I am assistant directing uh, Peter Hamilton for Summer Shakespeare in Wellington. Uh-huh. Um, it's just gone up. It had its opening night on uh, Friday night uh-huh. and we had... <coughs> you can edit that. We, we had a school's preview on Thursday night, which was fantastic. We had uh, heaps of schools along. We had like 160 students uh, and their teachers and they went off. It was like our cast were rock stars. It was incredible. <laughs> and during the interval, they were all up and running around and playing with uh, playing within our set. It was really cool. And then afterwards, at the end of the show, we finished with a jig. Uh, like a, well, it's not really a jig. It's this cool dance choreographed by our um, amazing stage manager, Bryn. And the students afterwards were practicing the dance it was so cute and when Bryn saw she like was like stoked oh my god they're into it oh my god yeah it was really really cool so Uh, so yeah that's what I've been doing but Mm -hmm. that's gone up now um with our glorious sometimes summer in Wellington um our opening night on Friday um 
we got maybe 40 minutes into it and then had to call it a night and start drinks early, start our after show function early um, because the weather was just too pants. Um, but Wait, does that audience get to come back another night? They do. Yeah, they do. I think they've been emailed mm-hmm. today. Um, mm-hmm. And but apparently, according to Met Service, which is so official, it's legit. And <laughs> uh, we're going to actually have summer Wellington yeah. for the next uh, week and a half. So thank God. That is very convenient. Mm. Um, summer Shakespeare always happens at the same time as Fringe. Yeah. Which is sim- simultaneously like great, but also like such a clash. <laughs> it's really hard for me personally, and I yeah. wish people would be a bit more considerate because I haven't been able to see any friend shows as oh, hard no. as I've wanted to. Yeah. Um, as much as I've wanted to. So um, just be a bit more considerate, guys, next yeah. year. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Well, you, you need to be here for friend. Like you're here in this room. Oh, fringe, now this is my project. first. Fringe project I've been involved in. Yes. Wow. I feel, yes. I actually feel a part of Fringe now. Thanks, Jen. You're welcome. And also just, you know, a bit of self-plug. If you want to see a Fringe show, there's one that starts at one o'clock on Saturday. Oh, what would that be? That's uh, Deep Space Nine. Oh, wow. That's, that's my show. Oh, wow. That um, sounds... Oh. But actually, that is a useful thing in that it starts at one o'clock. So like anyone who's in shows in the evening, you can actually come to a show. Yes. And have a nice time. Where is that, Jen? It's at Bats. It's at in the dome. Bats at one o'clock one in o'clock, the afternoon this Saturday. Three o'clock, four o'clock. What? Five o'clock, six o'clock, seven what? o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, ten o'clock. Seriously? Ten episodes. Anyway. <laughs> it's going to be very intense. You said you had one show. You've it's kind ten, of got ten. It's ten episodes in a row. Yeah, right. But it's one. Yeah, that's how it yep. works. <laughs> I'm a Polish human. No, anyway, yes. back to directing. Yes. Back to directing. How long have you been a director? Oh, um, I directed my first full-length show, and I'm going to make up a year, mm-hmm. and this may or may not be correct um 2008 but it could have been 2010 mm-hmm. uh, it was one of those yeah. and <laughs> uh, and I directed uh, a play called 84 Charing Cross Road mm-hmm. and it was simultaneously the most glorious golden rewarding amazing experience of my life and the most terrifyingly sweaty um ended up in hospital experiences of <gasps> my life yeah uh, um so I have the the way I handled stress in the past was um, well basically I just thought you can sleep when you're dead you just keep going right it's yeah. <laughs> uh, a terrible system. well yeah I thought it was genius because yeah. I could pack so much in yeah. and you know I'd feel a lot of stress and pressure and and um, and just try to keep going because of that and push that I guess into my body and my body would try to deal with that stress in many different ways mm-hmm. and um, I'd end up with um, skin that looked I looked like a burn victim my skin would just react so badly oh I know God. weird and horrible and so I ended up in my own private isolated ward in hospital oh with gosh. an IV into the only vein they could find in my body and my ankle um, oh God. yeah a few days before opening night and that was the worst thing to know there was my show going up happening with all these beautiful people involved and I couldn't be there it was so horrible and so um the <laughs> my, my entourage of doctors and professors that, <laughs> that keep coming to see me um they decided to let me out mm-hmm. for opening night to see that show and that was the best thing so I had still my IV hooked into my ankle oh my and I had a strict curfew but it was the best thing and um after seeing that show my recovery just went but like it I got better way faster yeah I think so and so um 
over the years and through many different body reactions going, ah, no, this is a really bad idea. I have been learning how to cope with stress way better and now life is way more enjoyable. I'm, you know, still practicing it every day, but life is so much more enjoyable and enjoying. Uh, so rather than necessarily the the terrifying sweat, sweaty um, side of of um, directing I can more enjoy being in with people and talking with people and creating stuff together yeah. with the creative team and that's way more rewarding than it ever used to be yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. What, what what um what helps you deal with the stress what, what techniques have you discovered well discovered <laughs> <laughs> discovered um, so when I went to study at Toifukari New Zealand drama school mm-hmm. um the uh there was a lot of uh, things there that I'd never thought about doing before. Um, a lot of, um, I guess, I guess it would be mindfulness that I'd never thought of doing before because I certainly was always, don't listen to yourself, don't listen to yourself, just keep going and keep pushing harder. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I've been discovering if you listen to yourself, ground yourself, like literally just take that time to stop, breathe, feel your feet on the floor, mm-hmm. um, and acknowledge how you're feeling in each moment can be hugely helpful um I did some journaling you're actually you have to as part of the course that I did directing course that I did there Mm -hmm. so um I did journaling and I also went to see um some counsellors because Mm -hmm. um the course was between Twifkari and um Victoria University and there was like access to free healthcare I'm like legit gonna see a doctor (laughs) I'm gonna go to all the counsellors and figure out ways that I can um that I can learn how to be and how to feel creatively fulfilled without you know my body attempting to do away with itself in the meantime um a huge um a huge uh launching pad for me for doing that was um during my um master's at toy I was diagnosed really unexpectedly um, with a very rare eye disease mm-hmm. um, that may or may not um, be linked to autoimmune uh, oh, wow. may or may not be linked to an autoimmune sort of thing mm-hmm. um, and so the doctor at the eye hospital couldn't tell me anything about it in fact she she had a book read me out this tiny little paragraph of everything that was known about it oh my god (laughs) and said and sent me away saying google it like seriously she was the worst ever doctor um so I did I googled really hard and um and then then so there might there's not very much known about it um and there might potentially be a link with like a, a your body triggering stuff you know autoimmune stuff so I you know looked into that and um there's potentially a link with stress or the way you and your your mind your body handles stress Mm -hmm. and with triggering autoimmune stuff and I just went oh anything 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 to save my eyes you know yeah I need those I'm a very visual person and so I um so I decided to turn my life around hugely and so when I was at toy I went to like counselors and started figuring out ways to approach life differently and man it's so much better and Jen I've just discovered uh like 
maybe a couple of weeks ago, uh, this app that you can get called Headspace. Oh, I know this one. Yes. Have you used it? I have tried to, and I am terrible at forming a, a habit because yeah. my days are never yeah. structured the same. Yeah. And it's freaking... Yeah. What's really cool about this is this um, lovely voiced Andy who talks to you with oh, this really lovely, cool British accent. Isn't he lovely? <laughs> and he never makes you feel bad for not forming that habit or, yeah. you know. So like you, my days are structured all over the place mm-hmm. as well. Um, and I think mornings are probably the best for me because um, I tend to book less stuff first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's it's a good way to check in with yourself and um, feel grounded and um, I guess n- there's no pressure or stress and, and, and your mind can sort of filter through things. So I've only just started doing these, <laughs> yeah. but it's a it's a it's a nice way to you know do to to I guess be mindful yeah. about what you're doing throughout the day. Yeah, the first yeah. 10 I think are free and then you pay a fee. That's right, I'm still in the free stuff. That's nice. Yeah, but I'm pretty yeah. sure I'm going to actually pay for a, yeah. a proper thing because it's it actually legit yeah. and it's way cheaper than going along to some real life person. You know, <laughs> I mean, real life people are great, but you know, yeah. when you're in the arts, it's not mm. as affordable. Yeah, and how does, how does all that mindful sort of stuff affect you as a director now? Uh, like, oh, how does that link to your yeah hugely like, hugely hugely right. um so I find that I'm able to notice way more stuff about mm-hmm. other people in the room and uh you know whether I'm working with one person one-on-one or with a group mm-hmm. um checking in with them noticing if they are um maybe if if a, an expression passes by their face quickly mm-hmm. um I can kind of somehow hope to have a go at reading that you know what what is that is are they um maybe are they uncertain about what they've been asked to do mm-hmm. or they have a different idea of what that could be or you know so can sort of check in yeah that's breakfast. that's right yeah. yeah that maybe they're starving or yeah <laughs> yeah so um being aware of that whether I act on that or whether I'm you know aware of that and you know, grow that. So that's just one aspect of it, which is yeah. huge. Another huge aspect of um, is, and it's been really cool, um, great opportunity to watch Peter Hamilton do this as well. Mm. He's probably like naturally doesn't even think about this stuff, whereas I have to work hard at it. <laughs> um, uh, a groundedness. So when you've got people, especially when it comes up to like crunch times of, you know, you're coming up to production week and mm-hmm. um, to when you've got you know a lot of rattled people or stressed people you know in and around you and coming up and talking to you all the time and maybe sometimes there are tears because they've got you know so much stress going on in their life and they're not sure they can fulfill their role um and you've got all this stuff going on as well as your own mm-hmm. jobs you know on the production as well as all the stuff you've got um outside your life it's really helpful for you as a leader to stay focused and grounded and be helpful to the team around you mm-hmm. um whereas I used to let everything I guess spin around in my head and get uh, and, and, and get um, maybe f- it felt more aggressive at the stuff that was coming towards me whereas um I approach it quite differently now and I know it's 
um, it's certainly not attacks on me and it's certainly not failures of anyone to to you know pull it together for the show it's life and we're humans and we will deal with stuff and another really cool thing Jen is I've noticed Mm -hmm. I'm way more aware uh way more open to um stuff like if things oh you would know this you'll be all over this yeah. you I'm probably talking you're going yeah ha, ha, and you're no, that from great. like age two because <laughs> that's like your accent um yeah. but <laughs> um but because you do improv mm-hmm. um and I would love to do a bit of improv I think it'd be even better for me um is to being alive to anything that may, might go wrong there's I'm doing little bunny quotes yeah. as I say wrong wrong, yeah. wrong. um because a lot of the time that can help um, make stuff stronger and better and more exciting and you know and and, and it's yeah like it's a revelation both great both yeah, yeah absolutely um, I was specifically talking about the rehearsal period but also um, maybe in design if um, if we can't we we can't do a certain thing because um, the theatre says, you know, we have to have all these doors closed or it's a fire risk or whatever, you know. So it it makes us have to problem solve and be creative. And while we thought we were going to do one thing, we end up creating something that's actually cooler and stronger and less expected or, you know, so so being alive to those moments. That's wonderful, yeah. Yeah. So you're being present, it's being present. Yeah, and it's I'm still practising that all the time. All it's, the time. I don't, know, I don't know that there's anyone that is ever a hundred percent present. Yeah, like just, monks and stuff. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> I'm not that hardcore, but it's definitely um, something that has helped me hugely in my personal life and and mm-hmm. you know any work, any jobs that I yeah, do. Yeah, mm. awesome. It's beautiful. What um what what led you to directing? What were you? Have you always been a directory sort of person, or were you just like, oh, I could give this a go? Um, well, when I was young, well, actually, before I was born, mm-hmm. I think my mum, she was probably pregnant with me when she was on stage. Like she used to, oh, um, she she was an actor, mm-hmm. and I guess she still is if she finds the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the you know non professional area, um, and my grandmother from uh, my dad's mum was a director of theatre and also a speech and drama tutor and so I went along to drama classes mum actually tried me in a heap of different things like um (laughs) apparently toddler running races when I was two and apparently I I don't know what the deal was but apparently my mother said when I saw I wasn't winning I'm like in nappies or whatever you know when I saw I wasn't winning I sat down the middle of the grass field and started pulling out grass (laughs) Um, yeah. uh, she also tried me in dance, yeah. uh, so like, <laughs> I'm cracking up laughing because I was so bad, um, but like ballet and tap and jazz, yeah. and um, <laughs> I'm so you're going to have to edit the cracking no, up. No, I'm keeping it out, I'm keeping it out. Um, so when, when I was like maybe five, yeah. um, we, I was in this dance class thing, mm-hmm. and uh, we had like an end of term or an end of year um, had to you know get on a costume and dance to this bit of music and we could choose any costume we want and I'm parent I said to mum I want green 
<laughs> oh, okay. Everyone else rocked up in these pretty late pink and white fluffy tutus Very and stuff. Feminine. And I was like all green. I was the best damn frog. And my two giant leaps were in perfect time to the music apparently. But the music tutor went up to mum and said, oh, I'm, I'm not sure. To, well, basically, I got expelled when I was five. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think this is quite for Tabitha. No, but drama, drama was another Clearly, deal. being the, the, the greenest frog. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's something about my mind switching on. Okay. Um, my mind will shut down of its own accord if I find stuff not stimulating, you know, creatively or, or intellectually stimulating. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's just like, eh, there's no challenge or it's boring or whatever, you know, like maths. Um, whereas there's something about um, the creativity involved in theatre mm-hmm. and the um, the collaboration that's involved and the imaginations that sort of pull together to surprise and delight and challenge and you know it's the most rewarding un, um, unpredictable thing yeah. it's yeah yeah Interesting. That's my jam. One of my jams. Yeah, that's one of your jams. Yeah, I I, I was going to ask about that mostly because I was like, that's, uh, it's, it's, you know, something you're doing right now. And it's kind of the the way I've known you mostly, like it's through directing and being a director in person creates things. Like, do you have projects coming up and and how do you decide what you're going to direct? That's hard. It's really hard. So I'm working so... Uh, last year, um, I worked with this incredible playwright, Emily Duncan. She's based down in Dunedin on one of her shows, Hold Me. And, um, the wonderful, a friend of hers, um, H.J. Kilkelly, she produced it and she's wonderful as well. And I really loved working with both of these women. Um, they, yeah, they're so supportive and incredibly way more intelligent than me don't tell them (laughs) and I'm sure they won't listen they won't listen no no don't listen guys turn it off um and yeah in reading Emily's writing for the first time she was published in a play market um Mm -hmm. publication and reading her writing I was like wow she's incredible we're you know really fortunate to have this female playwright based in in New Zealand you know um because I'm always looking out for work that is has really well written, you know, um, centered around women, mm-hmm. and it's not about it's not all about the guy or whatever. You know, I, I'm really interested in script, you know, scripted work mm-hmm. um, that does that for me. Uh, you know, and Emily's work really, really um, speaks to that and. Um, answers all, all it ticks all my boxes of you know strong well-written um, parts for women um, you know playwright who is a woman and based in New Zealand uh, you know my ideals really mm-hmm. that's not the be all and end all for me but that's my you know ideal and also Jess Sayers work I've worked on hers as well she's she's um, real choice and gutsy and I I I just think people who seem to be fearless you know bold brave I really aspire to be like that one day (laughs) and um and those women are that for me and I so I really respect that in their writing as well it's you know I learn stuff through their work and so HJ and Emily and I are working towards a really cool exciting 
uh, project mm-hmm. um, that we want to do this year. So we're working towards that. And so that's a theatre project, but um, probably not based in a theatre. So it'll be quite a cool... Yeah, I won't say too much, but it's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's what I'm working towards. And um, the lovely Heather O'Carroll of Bats Theatre has... Um, armed me with a shit ton of school sorry oh no it's a podcast I can swear yeah I've been to trying to be like grandma safe with no, my language no, but I am potty mouth explicit you can swear oh really yeah, yeah. oh good yeah. <laughs> like, legit my husband calls me like a potty mouth so. <laughs> um and so Heather gave me a whole lot of wicked scripts so I'm trying to find time to read my mm-hmm. way through those I haven't read many yet um mm-hmm. As well as I put out a call to Facebook, <clears throat> Facebook's always so helpful with things, yeah. and so I've been given so many scripts. Like right. I had mm, close to forty scripts wow. through that Facebook call that I put out. That's um, impressive. It's yeah, and so I haven't read them all yet. <laughs> I've got heaps going on. Um, and yeah and heather's arm load as well and so between those mm-hmm. which is i don't know like 50 scripts or something i am finding yummy stuff but it's hard it's hard to answer your original question yeah, how do you decide or choose what you do it's it's really hard and I think it sounds though like you've got you, you're driven to stuff. stories about women is is a is a big thing for you um yeah and fearlessness or mm. fear expressions of fear um that's my ideal and yeah Yeah. those are things that I'm really particularly drawn to yeah Yeah. it was a pretty probably a pretty brave move for you when you stopped being a full-time employee of like because what was your your job was like yeah I was a graphic designer full-time I used to work at um Saatchi and Saatchi's which is an advertising firm um and then and yeah I've worked in various different places and design houses and advertising agencies uh full-time which is great money theatre (laughs) (laughs) but that's what I mean like taking that jump from going like this is a full-time safe job yeah that I'm good at Mm. and going but this is another thing that I'm really interested in and I'm gonna take that leap yeah it's brave and it's also it's it's also, I mean, as, as another woman who is, <laughs> who was able to go, like, I'm going to go and pursue this passion. Yeah. It's a very privileged position we have to be able to do that because yeah. I think we both have tech husbands who, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. who support us. Yeah. Oh, bless them. Yeah, uh, I know. Really lucky, eh? Yeah. So it's, it's similarly yeah. brave but also safe for us. But, but it is brave to take that leap and go, like, no, mm. I'm going to do this. I'm going to commit to this for a while and yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Do, do you feel it's paid off? Um, oh, actually, well, last summer, <laughs> that when we had a summer, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, <The good> <laughs> Chris and I both had, oh, probably for a whole year, um, some really scary financial times, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and we were living in, in a place in Mount Vic, mm-hmm. um, but it had to be one of the, oh, it wouldn't pass any inspections at the place. The toilet fell through the floor just before the before last Christmas like no one was on it yeah while we lived there yeah um yeah it was just (laughs) lovely landlord but just yeah Yeah. it's getting rid of it's getting reconstructed now that house which is good um but yeah we were going through some pretty scary financial times Mm -hmm. where we were like cool we can afford this many potatoes this many cans of beans and cans of tomatoes and that's our 
food for, you know, yeah. we'll stretch that out over four days or five days or whatever, you know. Um, and we, um, we rediscovered a zest for life, what was really truly important to us. We enjoyed cooking together. We went for walks out Mount Vic. We're both still working really, really hard, but um, mm-hmm. money was less... Um, way less consistent Mm -hmm. and yeah it was trying to you know pay the rent and bills and you know trying to (laughs) survive really but we rediscovered what was so much more important to us and it was freaking not money yeah absolutely not money and so while so I I actually juggle some bill paying work with some with work that doesn't pay the bills but feeds my soul really mm. which is god I sound like a hippie eh? yeah <laughs> <laughs> um which is working in theater um yeah so I, I mean I I am lucky in that Chris has got consistent income now he works really really hard mm. and I and I work hard too but my money is less consistent yeah. so I inject as much as I can when I can mm-hmm. um but I'm really so much happier and creatively fulfilled and I need to be or I sort of I get rah, yeah get antsy. yeah you're not making things yeah. yeah but I'm I'm I guess in a way I'm fortunate but also I have um deliberately so it's, I guess it's fortunate but also I've deliberately structured this mm-hmm. um that my bill paying work is incredibly um uh, stimulating Great. and creatively challenging and um man I've got some of the coolest projects on at the moment awesome. really awesome projects with graphic really design cool stuff? yeah it, sorry yeah, yeah so yeah. graphic design projects yeah. and photography projects oh yeah of course because you do photography as yeah well. yeah yes. um and well I'm, I'm not particularly technically uh mm, technically inclined like my husband is brilliant technically um he's a motion graphic artist and he's he can do blooming everything um so with photography i i've always i've always been drawn to it and loved taking photos of people that's my jam is Mm. uh, working with people and taking photos of people and drawing out the best i can in people and um with photography there's a whole lot of technical side of stuff that my brain would never remember or click with and and stuff and so Chris over the years has been um working with me in a way that I have been clicking Mm -hmm. and now I'm able to create what I want to what I can see I'm able to create which is yeah yeah it's great it's really exciting so I've got some really cool projects on at the moment including one of the bestest projects ever which is I, I won't say who the client is probably yeah shouldn't say any client names but mm-hmm. it's this really cool thing where I'm taking lots of um, beautiful artistic photos of their staff in their workplace it's mm-hmm. just stunning stuff mm-hmm. um, and then um, like brochures and and um, signage for their building and it, mm-hmm. but it's all beautiful mm-hmm. it's not like they cold want, they, want look- they want the heart yeah. they want the they want the the public out there to connect with how much they care and love what they do. Mm. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's really cool. It feels good. It's like having that rewarding side of it rather than just like please come and take four headshots. Do not have input. Oh do yeah, not. I don't. I actually don't take those jobs yeah. anymore. I've learned <laughs> to say no. Yeah. Um. So when I take on 
like headshot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually get people to come in for like an hour or more mm-hmm. and we have a, a session where we're discovering I, I want the person coming in who's usually really nervous and had lots of terrible experience in front of you know um, I want them to leave feeling really buoyant and stoked mm-hmm. and like ready to kind of have an awesome day and yeah. and feel really really good about the work that they did in the room and I found it really collaborative and I I love that stuff it's so mm-hmm. cool so yeah I, I try to say no to things that I just get demotivated by and Mm -hmm. like what's the point you know life's too short and I've said for so many years I've said yes to projects that um, I feel crappy about doing for so many years or that I take on too many things Mm -hmm. and I can't um, enjoy what I'm doing because I'm trying to juggle too many things and feel so stressed so Mm -hmm. I've been I practice constantly practice saying no even if the projects are really, really cool, I've got too much on already. I, yeah. you know, I'm practicing saying, it's hard. Not right now. It's hard to say no, not right now. Especially yeah. if things are like exciting, or if the person that's asking yeah. you is someone that's important to yes. you. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, I do. You bet. I'm. Um, I do still say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> I, I, I try to be realistic. But I am also really honest about things that are going on so if there's a way that we can change the timing or something mm-hmm. but I'm still practicing all of that it's stuff hard. it's yeah. really hard read books about boundaries those are very helpful yeah I just read a really good one um last year yeah maybe last year-ish I read this book it's called boundaries how to say yes when to say no and like it's a Christian book oh you told me about yeah, that yeah, yeah yeah so like reading it you have to if you're if you're not a fan of Jesus or yeah. part of the fan club um Every time Jesus comes up, you just sort of go like, yep, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it is nice to have that idea that, yeah, you deserve to have happiness and to mm. have control over your life. Yeah. And saying no to other people is not letting them down. Yeah. It's it's protecting you and, and, and being firm with them and letting them go, oh, right, I need to look somewhere else for this thing that I need. Yeah. Um, or I need to do it myself if that's something that people need to do. Has that helped you? Yeah, hugely. Yeah. It, I think I need to, like, reread it, though. I think I, I always... Uh, I do the thing where you like go, yes, this philosophy is wonderful, and you go, yes, great, and then it sort of mm. just fades from my memory yeah. a little bit, and I'm yeah. like, oh, what was the thing I need to learn about that? Right, I need to yeah. go back and revisit it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I find um, for me, if I read something, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of theory. I need to experience it somehow, like yeah. get it into my body or, or, or yeah. practice it, like get it up and do, mm-hmm. and do it again and do it again for to remember and retain and yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it's just theory on a page. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's 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 yeah. You but it does it sound and then great. You go like, yeah. oh, I see how that applies to this, that, and the mm. other, and I'm going to practice doing that thing. I'm going to practice saying no. Yes. And being firm. <laughs> but and, say no, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and practice saying, hey, that actually crosses my boundary. Um, I have Great. a rule about this and I yeah. need you to respect that. Great. Um, but gosh, gosh, what a journey. What a journey yeah. to go on. Yeah. Oh. It's really, it, is, it is really hard. Some people, it seems really easy mm. for them. And I'm, I'm maybe they've just started practicing younger or, or, or I don't know what it is. But yeah. I think what you're saying is exactly you know what we discover Mm. um and yeah taking on too much I guess and burning yourself out Mm. or burning people accidentally Mm. because you've taken on too much I think that's a reality check and that wake-up call that changes like was there something that happened that you 
that you yeah, went, yeah, personal, I need to set some boundaries. Where I was like, this boundary is not working. I need mm. to, I need to, I need to revisit this. And also, like, I'm just a person that says yes to things. Yeah. And yeah. I have numerous times over the last few years had these moments where I've gone like, I need to cull. I need to cull all my responsibilities because yeah. there are things I am responsible for that I don't need to be. Um, and that I'm hanging on to because either I'm afraid of letting go or because I'm afraid that no one else will do it if I let it go. Yeah, or do it as well. Yeah, well, well they won't do it as well oh as I God, can God, delegation, do it. yeah. Or the thing where I go, if I don't do this thing, it won't get done, and that's a problem. And when, when really, if I don't do a thing and it doesn't get done, maybe that's okay. Maybe yeah. it doesn't need to get done. Maybe a yeah. thing that I run or do uh, is needs to not happen for a while so that someone else can go, oh, I want that thing to happen. Or we can go, oh, it turns out we didn't need that. You know, yeah, like, it doesn't, yeah. not everything has to happen all yes, the time. I know. Isn't that, it's, oh God, you, your shoulders just relax you go, when, oh. you, when you realize that, eh? Man, mm-hmm. but how many years did it take? But hey, it's so okay. So many, and I relearn it every, every year. <laughs> yeah. I relearn. I'm doing yeah. three fringe projects this year, and yes. about six months ago, I was adamantly telling my good friend Christine that I was absolutely not going to do anything in fringe. And then, like, I was having a stressful day the other day, and she was like, remember when you told me you would not do anything in French? But, you do, <laughs> but you're doing less this year, aren't you? I'm doing you? heaps less. But at yeah. the same time, I really, I, yeah, I, I should have done nothing. Like, I'm, mm. I'm bloody loving this podcast, by the way. Oh, yeah. Really Awkward. Yeah. And I love the shows I'm doing. Yeah. But it's that sort of thing of, like, um, I possibly should have had to break mm. before I needed a break. Because mm. I'm about to start doing a master's. Yeah. Um, which is similarly you... I'm gonna study directing. Yeah. Which I'm excited about. Yes. I'm really excited. Yes. Um and also when you were like, Oh yeah, free medical care, I was like, Oh yes, oh, oh, like shit. legit the best. Yeah. Do everything you can like anything. Yeah. Like you yeah. you think you've got a snivel, go along to the do- okay. everything. Yeah. yeah. Get all your moles checked out. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, I should have done that. Oh well. <laughs> I've had some moles removed. So this this is taken a different direction, it's fine. Um uh, We can yeah, edit, no, you can I'm, edit. I yeah. mean with yeah. We'll edit it. it, but also maybe I won't. Maybe this is just part of it. It's part of the charm. Yeah. <laughs> Rambles. Yeah. But I'm excited about that, that, the fact that because I'm studying and because I'm taking on this full-time project for 12 months, there are so many things I'm just going to say no to. And it's kind of, I'm pleased that I have an excuse almost. Like I'd be like, I can't, sorry, I'm doing a master's. Yeah. Um, I can't do that theatre show that you want to do. Mm. Like I, I encourage you and I will mm. connect you with people, but I cannot do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You'll find, so yeah, you'll find me. it is really, it will be really busy. Yeah, that's what um, I mean. Anyway, so, so yeah. is going to be so busy. you're going to have to say no. Yeah. So you have to say no. No for now. Next year, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. 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 I'm excited about. That's cool. I'm excited about saying no to things. Yeah. <laughs> that's really cool. So yeah. directing, Um. so are you thinking of stepping in a different direction from improv or? No, I'm still, I'm still very much about improv. Yeah. Um, but I think this is a year of, uh, this is hilarious because this is similar to what I was talking with Matt about, but ah. um, it's a year of uh, studying. I should have listened to that podcast. No, it's fine. Excuse me. I don't expect anyone to listen to all of them. Not yeah, in one day. I will. I'll go away and I'll listen to that <laughs> and learn so much. That would be so great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just about, um, yeah, taking some time and doing some study and doing some research. Because I've got a lot of experience, but it's kind of just been stuff that I've discovered on my own. So I'm quite interested in taking some time to just not be mm. in charge of the things that I'm doing for a while. Because I'm often yeah. the director or the yeah. leader or the producer. and I really, So much responsibility. It's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. And I really yeah. like the idea of a year of study where mm. I'm a student mm. and I'm working with people who are helping me and guiding me and yes. giving me feedback. Oh, it's so, that's so really absolutely bloody wonderful yeah. to have that. And there are times 
um, quite a few times when I miss that so much mm-hmm. to have that person that has more experience um, mm-hmm. than you in whatever area and to go to them and ask them or to you know look for that support mm-hmm. um, because some you know sometimes you just you just need it because you're a, you are that leader um, and people everyone does lean on you and look to you for things they that you they think they know what you're doing yeah you know what you're doing <laughs> yeah well like totally yeah. and sometimes yeah. I do and other times yeah. I'm guessing yeah absolutely you're making you know spur of the moment decisions that feel intuitively the right direction mm-hmm. but you know it's your right to reserve to change your mind later on it's okay it's not stuck in stone mm-hmm. and it's a you know it's it's there's no one black or white direction mm-hmm. but being having that responsibility all the time and the um you know people coming to you with lots of different stress points that they've got is is really hard mm-hmm. you know it can be really hard um, it, some people thrive off it some people crumble under it you know, I'm I'm learning more about, you know, who I am and what I'm capable of by doing that more and more. But it is hard and it's mm-hmm. really helpful to, you know, do something like you're doing, going doing the masters and learning and observing how they cope with it because, you know, they must get it all the time from their students. Yeah. yeah. So oh, suck it up. Oh, I'm excited, I'm excited for you. Oh, when do you start? Directly after French. <laughs> Oh. Like the week after French closes is when the master starts. I think my first class is on a Tuesday. Well, quick, hurry up and record all these podcasts and, and then, then spit them out and then give yourself a break. Yes, yeah. yes, that's my plan. I want to do something. I've, I've got a whole bunch of books to read and because I haven't done yeah. been an academic study for quite a while. And yeah. this is a very practical course as opposed Good. to theoretical. Yeah. But yeah, I, uh, I've already contacted my lecturers and said, hello, I'd like some summer reading. And <laughs> I've got a bunch of books that I'm like... Uh, yeah, making my way through. Oh, good on you! So, yeah. Oh, great! It's just good to get myself. I'm trying to get myself in that head, that headspace yeah. of right, focus, yeah, study, reflection, that sort of thing. Good, so, yeah, 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 excellent. I think reflection oh. is a big thing it's that huge. people don't engage with enough. Absolutely, you know, stopping and going. Cool, we did a thing. How did it go? Yeah, it's the act of learning stuff. Yeah, mm. we yeah we did some of that at toy as well. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but that yeah, act of Active learning, so it's not just doing and surviving through it, yeah. <laughs> but reflecting on, you know, acknowledging what the bits were that went well, mm-hmm. and figuring out why they did. Yes. You know why? Why was that successful? You know, um, and then the bits that didn't go so well, mm-hmm. um, you know, analyzing that as well and teasing that apart and and figuring out what steps might have led to that, and then you'll learn, you know, and ref- so using that active learning reflection. And applying that to your next mm. project and your next project. I love doing so. Oh man, it's hard. I have had some nasty times of some big fails, you yeah. know. But by learning, you, you can always stay moving forward and moving forward, feeling like you're always moving, whatever it is, whether it's towards something, you know, feeling you're moving forward and not backwards helps hugely. Because mm-hmm. if you, you know, get stuck in the swamp of despair and I failed you know it, it can be hard to drag yeah. yourself out again yeah. I mean I've been there I'm sure we've all been there yeah yeah, yeah. it's a time it's a time yeah. the struggle of feeling like you just completely made the biggest mistake and how yeah. can you ever recover from yeah. this and you can yeah you can recover yeah absolutely as long you know as long as we learn from it and and things but because we what you and I do is on is on a really public platform mm. um 
And if we just did it in our lounge or, you know, or whatever, you know, yeah. no one would really know too much about it. Or maybe yeah. we worked in a government agency, we had a little fuck up or whatever, you know, it's yeah. <laughs> not our money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what I yeah, mean, yeah. you know. So government agency, nine to five job, you know. Yeah. Um, and and it would be maybe less of a thing and maybe a, a little bit less personal maybe, um, depending on who you are. But the stuff that we make, is sitting within us a lot and so yeah we can be a lot harder on ourselves and then you know people see what we've fucked up (laughs) yeah and they'll let us know and that's that's okay I mean you know it's it's part of doing what we do Mm -hmm. yeah ouch but yeah it's part of doing what we do and we grow and we learn we get tougher Braver, more Growth, fearless. Growth and learning, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I am learning all the time. Yeah, so wonderful. <laughs> I reckon we'll 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 wrap it up there. How long yes. is Summer Shakespeare on for? Um, until the third of March. Third of March, wonderful. That's pretty much the end of Fringe. So great. Yeah. Is it the, the Friday or the Saturday? Uh, it's actually a Friday because yeah. it was originally to the fourth of March, but mm-hmm. then um, the homegrown. Was, oh, is that on the fourth? Was put on the fourth. I right. think they changed the date or something. So right. it was like, oh no, <laughs> we won't be able to compete with a public open air concert no, right next door. Yeah, it's really loud. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Great. So, so we third of March, third it's Friday next third. week, I believe. Yeah, uh, and just Google Summer Shakespeare. We'll put some links in. Yeah, yeah. Book and oh, see what you assisted on. Yeah, it's really cool. The the cast what and crew it? are amazing. Uh, all's well that ends well. Right. And does it? You'll have to come along to find out. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> it's Shakespeare. It's been 400 years. Yeah. And probably, you can know it. It's okay. You can just Google that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that sounds wonderful. Thanks so much for coming in. Thank you so much for having me and giving me this yummy apricot jam. You're welcome. Thanks, Yum. Buckmans. <laughs> That was Tabitha Arthur, episode 13 of What's Your Jam? Very pleased with that, so that's really nice. Uh, Unlucky for some, not for us, because we had a great time. Uh, Remember, if you have any thoughts, feedback, uh, comments, queries, just want to send me some cool link that sounds awesome, visit whatsyourjam.nz or jump on the Facebook. Go and like the Facebook page, tell a friend, all of those things. They'd be really choice. Um, that's probably all you need to hear from me I, 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 I wonder if there's anything else that's worth putting in these things so if there's anything you'd like me to address if you want to have updates at any point about what's going on oh I just remembered an update I never shared with anybody which was that Dana from episode 1 got in to the, 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 the international so she's going to Denmark which is great so good on her yay Dana you're awesome <laughs> what a dumbass, I should have shared that earlier. Uh, anyway, that is plenty of chatter. Have a lovely uh, Wednesday. Have a lovely Wednesday, the 22nd of February. It's a month to my birthday, everybody. That's important news. Ciao. What's Your Jam is recorded in Wellington and is part of the New Zealand Fringe Festival 2017. Music by Robbie Ellis. Casual interference and support from Molly the Cat. Tea provided by Tea Leaf Tea on Manor Street. Jam expertly crafted by Barkmans. This show is hosted and produced by me, Jennifer O'Sullivan, and you can find useful links, more episodes, and suggest future guests by visiting whatsyourjam.nz. Thanks for listening.